Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Everybody. Welcome to Sons of Slam. My name is Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, 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 sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Nice little break. We took our monthly vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was only two weeks. Yeah, it's not that bad. Get over it, guys. Come on. You know <laughs> we're going to come back to you eventually. Shut up, everybody. You should know better by now. We talk we'll a lot of shit, and then we get we take a break because it's so much shit. We have to recuperate and come back with the vengeance. To be fair, though, yeah, these past couple weeks were the couple weeks that, like, if we had recorded last week, we would have found some stuff to talk about. Oh, absolutely! Oh my god, you know what I mean? So there are a couple weeks in there where we'll log on before we we start recording. And we go. Bruh the hell are we going to talk about right now <laughs> there's a lot of this honestly it's a, it sounds like the beginning of a cody rose promo so what do you want to talk about and yet and then there's no response at the end of that it's just like uh died dev yeah and then i start talking about all fucking 10 fast and furious movies plus hobbs and shaw <laughs> it just how a natural progression works <laughs> I, I talk about what i just recently watched and what i just recently watched in the past week and a half is all 11 fast and furious movies <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but McAfee's not been on for the past two weeks, and I need to fucking something to kill time at work. Are you prepping yourself for the end? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I will do it again before the 11th movie comes out, and then I will do it once more once it gets released on digital. It's so hard to say goodbye. I can't use that song two weeks in a row. I watched Furious 7 about th- four days ago, five days ago, and the end legitimately made me cry. Like full-blown swelling of the eyes lake superior underneath my fucking eyelids <laughs> of all the lakes of all the, the most superior some would say um but yeah that was uh welcome back to the program everyone <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry for you 
It's like we never left. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, that'd be tough. It's all right. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll get over it. I just want to point one thing out for anyone who has ever said that all oh, they got too they got too over the top, too fast, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Let me tell you this. You're right. Fresh <laughs> off of just watching all of them, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't get over the top until nine. Nine is when they go to space. Okay. That one you go, I mean. It wasn't over the top when they had the train, uh, the train scene and the, uh, what wasn't like, didn't one of them have like a safe? They were like like dragging a safe. Oh yeah. They they dragged a safe on two, on the back of two souped up Dodge chargers with, uh, all of the nitrous in the world. And they see, but that's believable to me because I know what a fucking charger can do. (laughs) That's believable to me. I know what a charger with NOS can do. If they, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. If they didn't have NOS on those fucking cars, they'd have been like, what are we doing, guys? What is this? There's been many When things. they add that little NOS in, it gives them the boost, and the momentum takes over, and they can fucking drag it through the streets of through the streets of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, there have been many things on the show that you have said that I've... <laughs> Excuse me. I've just nodded and just played along because um, you're my friend, and I, I do love you dearly, and I want the best for you. Uh, I will say this right now, though. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's not the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard in your life. That you think it's believable that they can drag a, a safe that size through the streets of Rio on two chargers? No, the most fucking ridiculous thing, the most unbelievable thing you've ever heard in your life was the fact that fucking Floyd Mayweather beat the big show at WrestleMania. All right? He took a broken nose That's for that. less believable. That, that That's part of the gimmick. He took a broken nose for that gimmick. That holds I know, money. but still, that's less believable to me than that <laughs> fictional scene in the Fast and Furious movie. That's CG- Fast Five, to be specific. That CGI filled uh, scene, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. CGI. What do you? Talking about? <laughs> he did a real safe through the streets of Rio. Did, did I hear that correct? Did you guys just take out a bank? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, babe. It did get real sad though, because the entire time you're wondering, damn, where's Brian? Oh. Yeah, fuck, man. It hurt so much. Jeez, man. Now It hurt. Now, I stopped watching after five, but do they explain? That's not a bad one to stop watching after. It's just not, not, not from... You could end your fast series after five at any point. Not by choice. Not like I went out of my way like, you know, fuck this. I, I just didn't really have interest in watching the rest. If, I, if they come across in film in front of me, I will watch them. But when, how do they explain Walker's death? Take a pause for effect. So, <laughs> okay. He's getting for Clemens. Now, this is where it kind of gets unbelievable. No, yeah, now it's unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> he was in the safe. In this, <laughs> it, it, as part of canon, uh-huh. he's not dead. He just quit the group. So, they their whole thing, what's the big thing about the Fast and Furious? That it's absolutely insane. If I say the Fast and Furious and I ask you to give me one word that describes the Fast and Furious, what is that one word? Family. Thank you. Family. Mm. Right? Mm. So the whole thing was was that Brian, Mm. Paul Walker, for those of you that don't know, Brian was getting fed up. Like in in one of his last movies that he did actually star in, Brian was getting fu- like fed up with 
the civilian life at home and raising two kids and blah, blah, blah. He loved it and all that stuff, but he missed it. And he didn't miss the car chases or the fights. He missed the bullets. And that was the whole big thing. I missed the bullets. Then at the end of the movie, it's basically like, I guess you don't really miss the bullets anymore. And he's like, Oof, I don't know. Then by the, by the beginning of the next movie, it's a whole thing like, oh, we're out. Like they got out. John Wick. Segway. How does John Wick start? Uh, he's in a loving relationship, and his he lady... got out. He, right, because of, he got out because of the loving relationship. Exactly. Right, he got out. And then you Brian O'Connor, Brian Earl Spillner, they pulled him right in. Got out. Mm-hmm. Mia got out. Isn't the whole he... thing was no. We're not bringing fucking. We're not bringing them in on this. Isn't Mia back in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. and then at the end, in ten or nine, I think it might have been nine. Mm-hmm. You see, in, in space, uh, you see a GTR that was a part of it. All right, it's not the main focus of it. Most ridiculous thing. Ever. Jesus, get your head out of the gutter! <laughs> God damn it! At the end of it, you mm-hmm. say, "Oh me!" Like someone says, "Oh me!" At the barbecue, uh, remember the famous scene that was improv? You better hide your baby oil. Yeah, yeah. Like, you better hide that big ass forehead. forehead. Sure. <laughs> At the end of that, that barbecue, there's an empty seat next to Mia. And the entire time, we're like, oh, Mia, who's the empty seat for? And then right at the end, she goes, he's on his way. And then you see a blue, new, a newer Nissan GTR pull into the driveway. And you go, oh, my God, is it him? And you obviously know it's not because he's not. He's dead. Right. <laughs> he's not alive. <laughs> yeah. He's he's unalive. He unalive. Never mind. He's unalive. <laughs> he's a zombie. So, but here's the crazy theory about it: is that it's actually his son who showed up in the car. Uh-huh. But the weird thing about that theory is that she was also pregnant with a with a girl at one of the end, like at the last movies. Oh, she, she got around. No, it was fucking Brian's kid. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. All right, you asshole. Do you ever speak bad of me at Toretto like that? How dare you, sir? How dare you? Family. Sir. So sorry for your loss. So uh, yeah, with all that being said, yeah. it didn't really, like, everyone keeps on saying, it's like, oh, you know, Ludacris described it perfectly in the sixth movie. It is <laughs> it is vehicular warfare. Uh, it has always been vehicular warfare. It was always about boosting shit off of trucks. Sure. Now they're boosting shit off of trucks in the middle of the uh, tundra, uh, the the Arctic tundra, and and the Rock might you know redirect the missile with his hands. <laughs> Some shit just happens, man. Based on a true story, it is. Yeah, it's all I mean, based. Not, <laughs> it is not 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 everything else, but fat like the Fast and the Furious is based off a true story out of. Uh, Ah oh, shit! What is it on the train where the Biggie Biggie mural used to be? Five points. It's based out of Five Points, New York. The street races. The street races. Yes. Got it. Like the basis of the Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. It was like, and even they they they've come out and said that it was supposed to take place in New York because that's where the basis of the story is from. It's it take like the. The original takes place in the streets of New York. Gotcha. The mean streets of New York City. Mean streets. 
face off. All right. I think I got all my Fast and Furious talk out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we were able to uh, do that for you. Um, what the hell are we talking about here? No, we're not talking about that. Well, speaking of uh, Paul Walker. Sure. Please. I want to hear this segue. Oh, you want to hear it? Oh, yes. I think I know where you're going, but go on. Speaking of Paul Walker, there have also been a couple deaths. Oh, God. There might have been a smoother way and less painful way of, do- of saying that and segueing, but sure. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Um. Okay. All right. All right. I got it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Take two. Mark. Action. Thank you. Um. Speaking of Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> another member of the Curb family also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself for that. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> Turn your mic off, asshole. It hurts. They inevitably, as he's cracking up on this, <laughs> it is creepy and just out of this world. That it always, always comes in threes. And it's without fail that it comes in threes. So the first two passed away. And I'm like, oh, who's going to be the third? Who is going to be the third? And sure enough, same day came out. So on Monday, give a rest in peace to Four Horsemen, Ole Anderson. Uh, that passed away on Monday. Um, inducted into the NWA and WCW Hall of Fames. Um, team was not-, not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Apparently not. The Four Horsemen is not. They're not in the WWE Hall of Fame as a faction. I guess technically it wasn't a WWE thing. It was. First of all, the Four Horsemen are in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, however, the people that came to who was it? Fucking Tully, Rick, uh, Arn, Arn, and Redacted. Arn, Rick. <laughs> definitely not Redacted. Uh, Lex Luger? Did they put Lex Luger and Redacted in there? So when you go to the when you go to the website for uh, uh, under WWE Superstars, Four Horsemen, first first picture out of the gate is Arn Anderson. At the Hall of Fame, this in the picture is Tully, there's Arn. Uh, there is hold on, JJ, Barry Windham, JJ Dillon, oh, and Ric Flair. So I'm giving giving the 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 spiel they here. They put Barry instead of Oli in there. Formed uh, formed during an impromptu interview in January of '86. Four Horsemen mixed the uh, style of subterfuge to craft the blueprint for team warfare. Uh, going on for 15 years, the group counted D. Malenko, Kurt Henning, uh, and Sid amongst its storied alumni. Their best incarnation comprised of five men: Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, and J.J. Dillon. That's just not true. Uh, <laughs> Does that hurt? Um, that is absolutely incorrect. Let's see here. I'm, uh, let me take that back. I'm not saying it's absolutely incorrect. Barry Windham is an amazing pro wrestler. Yeah, I, I we're not taking that away. I wouldn't diminish I'm that. Not from taking him. away. Right. Yeah, I'm not even diminishing his time in the Four Horsemen. Yeah. The only thing I'm saying is that you can't sit here and say that the best iteration of the Four Horsemen is Rick, Arn, Tully, and Barry. 
every everyone knows that it's is Rick Arntoli and Oli. Oh god, that's Sorry. fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to disagree, but okay. You don't think Arn Tully and Oli are not the, Oli, no. That's who I think of when I think of the four horsemen. That's, that's who you and think. And then of, I think of the, Rick, Lex, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lex, Redacted, yes. and then someone else. Is it Arn? <laughs> Is it Rick, Arn, there was, Lex, and Redacted? There was Steve. Uh, Steve. Uh, Jesus. Mongo. Mongo. Yes. No. Uh, was it Mongo? Yeah, he was in it. Oh, speaking of which, congratulations oh. to Mongo. Why? Recently getting nominated for his, uh, not nominated. Recently being selected as part of the class of the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations. He looks like absolute hell. I hope he gets... He does. I hope he gets better soon because... Oof. I genuinely just hope he makes it to Canton. And then I, I I, think it's probably best that he just goes. Wow. It's <laughs> it's very fucked up to say, but I mean, look at the... Look Thanks, at the Dr. Death. In. Jeez. I know. No, I, that's fucking... That's, that's, that's Steve, Steve Williams. Williams. Come on. I, I know Steve Williams. What are we doing? What I'm we... the Reaper. Different people. You're both death. You both represent yeah. death. Yeah, but Doctor <laughs> Death name. represents me, and bitch. Your <laughs> and your last name, jeez. Uh, so anyway, uh, so also, also, I'm sorry. Since we're on the Pro Football Hall of Fame talk, real quick, sure. Final congratulations go out to fucking Patrick Willis. Well deserved. I mean, the man single handedly got me back into football. So personally, I mean that and Colin Kaepernick at the time, but not for you. Get it? I get it. I liked his football. <laughs> I liked everything he stood for. You know what? <laughs> or did not stand for. But um, boom. So no, I did everything. <laughs> everything he did while he was standing, I enjoyed. The article I'm reading this from, by the way, with Ole Anderson getting back on track. Uh, the, the family. Myself <laughs> Good God, man! <laughs> Just mute your mic for the rest of the show. His family released the obituary. His family has requested that no services be held. For the former United States Army veteran, uh, Ole Anderson. Uh, his real name, Mr. Alan Robert Rogowski. He passed away at age 81. Hang on a sec. I need you to do some uh, investigation for me. Are they brothers? They are brothers, correct? Uh, he is survived by... He didn't death the parents, but other than his brother... He was survived by a significant other 22 years, Marsha Kane, children... Beep, uh, boop, boop. Oh, geez, he had a lot of kids. His brother Arn. Uh, that's all I want to hear. I'm trying to go through all the kids here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids, along with a host of grandchildren, extended family, is all survives. For the request of the family, no services will be held. Uh, now he is not under this as far as survived by. So I'm not, but I'm not the only one that thinks that. Like you grew up thinking that Arn and and Ole Anderson are are brothers, correct? I, I assume, but I. I don't think they are. Oh, my Arnie Lord. And Arn Anderson. This is like related. a Briscoe and Briscoe Brothers type of gimmick. Uh, Arn Anderson breaks silence on Ole Anderson's passing. Let's do this live while recording. Anderson spent a major part of the wrestling career with his kayfabe brother and tag team partner, Arn Anderson. Both men are known for reforming the Minnesota wrestling crew, and the duo soon captured the NWA tag team titles. Um, however, their pairing was cut short by Ole's retirement in 1990. Kayfabe, my friend. Kayfabe. So rest in peace to Oli. And then it's then the trickle-down effect. So rest in peace to Virgil, who passed away. Uh, Mr. Michael Jones. That one hurt, actually. That I'm one, not going to lie. That one hurt. Virgil, Vincent, Soul Train Jones. Um, all his AKAs. 
By the way, uh, I do genuinely think that now Cody can finally do it. Which is what? He can finally get over the hump. Like the Rhodes family can finally get over the hump. I don't get it. You know what Virgil's gimmick was, right? He was a servant to Ted DiBiase. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how that gimmick came about? Am I really about to school you on wrestling knowledge? I don't remember this. You don't know the basis of of the Virgil gimmick? Remind me. It's Dusty. What is Dusty's real name? It's Virgil Runnels. Yeah. You might be schooling me. Go ahead. The whole thing about Virgil and the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, was the whole thing. It was a rib that Vince McMahon did back in the day to say that that Dusty's always going to be like his servant type of thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ted. that's why Ted DiBiase was running around like that. And Virgil just had to fucking do everything for him. Okay. Got it. I just need you. you me. Someone's going to tell me I'm wrong. Probably. <laughs> he schooled me. Meanwhile. But yeah. So with all that being said, I think that now the final quote unquote loose end of the road story at Finit. And, <laughs> and now Cody can finally win the big one for the for the boys. You're so you're so well versed. Um you're so worldly. Yeah, Vir- <laughs> Virgil I'm multilingual. You really are. Virgil, uh uh what a story. And I, I'm thinking about it today. Just his story going through as the loyal bodyguard of Ted DiBiase for the million dollar man and basically holding the cash for Teddy Boy. And, you know, shining the shoes, giving the cash. His whole gimmick, his main gimmick was... Slave. slave. I'm sorry, but someone has to say it, right? Main main story was modern slave until he broke out from those chains. (laughs) And literally and figuratively. I like that. I like what you did there. And the, the, the high point was when he beat Ted DiBiase and he came out in his... Uh, his striped pants and beat Ted DiBiase. And then from there, he went to the singles route and that was it. His career was over because his gimmick was being the servant for Ted DiBiase. And once that was done, it's unfortunate. His career, his career went nowhere. He tried to uh, place him up more in WCW under Vincent um, and it, joining because he had no other choice joining the NWO. And, you know, since every, the entire half, you know, half of the roster did as well, um, got lost in the shuffle there. And then the rest of his career was just nothing but, you know, uh, wrestling cons and, and uh, autograph signings. And it, what a life, dude. It was just like, what a, what a life to live. Uh, going from the the highest highs to Alberto Del Rio lows of you know playing in a gym to fifteen people. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a tough sad. It's really one of the end. saddest. It, it truly is one of the saddest wrestling stories ever. It is. Just you've seen those pictures. Everyone has seen the pictures of Virgil at signings, and table. everyone is lined up at a booth that isn't his. Right. Uh, so I did a little research real quick. Oh, sure. Thank you for that. The, the Dusty Rhodes rib story. Mm-hmm. The polka dot outfits weren't the first time. This is on uh, uh, Reddit okay. on r slash squared circles. So just take it with a grain of salt. Sure. 
The polka dot outfits weren't the first time McMahon took a shot at Rhodes either. In 1987, the WWF created a manservant character named Virgil, so named because Rhodes's real first name was Virgil. If that wasn't childish enough, years later, when the WWF's Virgil jumped to WCW, he was renamed Vincent as a shot to Vince McMahon. Vincent slash Virgil ended up making a career of spoofing folks as later in his WCW tenure, he was renamed again, becoming Shane, an inside rib to Vince McMahon's son. Uh, which persona was most memorable? Well, to this day, Mr. Mike Jones can be seen on the wrestling convention circuit mm. and elsewhere randomly, usually alone, mm. at an empty booth with the black and white side that reads Wrestling Superstar Virgil. I mean, God damn. On the WWE site, they recognized him. They, they give him a shout out, and WWE Legend is what they gave him the moniker of Virgil. So rest in peace. Sixty one. He 60, he is. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what really fucked me up is that he's only a year older than my father. So young, and he looks at least a decade older than yeah, that. He's been he's aged. <laughs> I mean, before he passed, he aged. Oh, hang on, real quick. Does it say the birth date? Because if he's sixty one and his birthday already passed, he's the same age as my father, which makes it even more troublesome. Well, well. Uh, it is it 63 or 62 that's really just what i want to know but he's he passed away at the age of 61 i know right did he already turn 61 in the calendar year 2024 he, that's my question but he's 61 when he passed i'm not following the question he's 61 he was 61 when he died when was his birthday i don't see why that has that is my question i just want to know if he is the same age as my father or if he's a year older it kind of makes a difference to me 1962 Thank you. He's a year older. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. Now, could I have looked that up on my phone? Probably, sure. but I have both hands on my microphone like Shane Gillis. <laughs> Shout out to Shane Gillis on his <laughs> SNL appearance. That was interesting. Um, that was fucking amazing. The the the, the whole thing with the monologue because the show was both. kind of the show was kind of bleh. It was like no, it wasn't. His Trump impression was was good. Everything else kind of just fell flat. His and... Trump impression. They did everything wrong about that Trump thing. <laughs> They should have had him come out in the beginning and yeah. say, everyone is on Saturday night. Like, that's what I mean. Obviously, I know he can't do that because he has to do the monologue right after, sure. but you get it. I mean, you could have. They've, they've done that before in the past. Like, hosts have done All right. That. So then fucking do it. Although I get the, the orange makeup and <laughs> yes, all that stuff. You thing. don't want to do your monologue in Trump orange makeup. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Or ever. Uh, and then. Would be funny, though. <laughs> I don't want to see your cat's butthole, man. Cat hole. Um, and then the third, because I literally driving home, it's like, there's going to be a third. There's going to be a third. There's going to be a third. And sure enough. Driving home. Sit. Never mind. Good old poem. Richard Lewis, comedian Richard Lewis, passed away of a heart attack, and he was 76 of Curb Your Enthusiasm fame. Uh, and filming, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, did they fil finish filming the entire entirety of the final season? I just hope that they finish the finale only because I know how much... I've heard so much about how, oh my God, why is the name slipping me? Holy shit. What's his name? Richard Lewis. No, what's the, what's the creator? Why can't I think of his name right Larry now? David. Larry David. Larry David. Wow, that was a stretch. That was a brain fart. Jeez. Uh, Larry David has been on record. Like, it's been a thing that because of the Seinfeld finale, mm -hmm. like, he's always been. Like, he's never said when Curb is going to end until this year. Right. 
And he's like, I think he's real worried about it. I, that's why I hope they got the finale done. Because if not, he's going to be shit in the pickle. That was a Jewish joke. <laughs> if <laughs> if he didn't get those scenes in. Yeah. This, rest in peace. Rest to in peace to Richard Lewis, all three. to Virgil, and to Ole Anderson, not related to Arnold. I hate the three gimmick, man. It really it and, really scares me every time. Yeah, I, like, it I, happens I, all the time, dude. It the, 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 the grim part of me is just going, all right, let's see who it is this time. Who are the other two? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw Virgil first and I go, oh, no, this is there's just some celebrity deaths that you you hear of and you go. I feel a couple more are coming. Yep. Every time. <laughs> Every single it time. happened with Bray. Like who came first? My, this is fucked up to say who passed first, Bray or Terry? Terry. So as soon as Terry died, I go, this feels weird. It was like the next day. It was the same day. Was it the same it was day? that night? I thought it was the next day. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. If it was the next day, it was like Terry on a Monday night and then Bray on a Tuesday morning or vice, you know, Sunday to Monday. You get it. I remember they did it on Raw or SmackDown or NXT. <laughs> I'm just throwing out every wrestling show that they have. Uh, did you see the uh, the promo that, speaking of uh, Bray Wyatt, did you see the promo that Bo Dallas put out on TikTok? Yes. We'll talk about that for a hot split second. I love it. Yeah, I okay. love every second of it. <laughs> Good talk. Uh, what does that I'm lead so to? I'm so happy. What is this leading to? He needed something. What is it leading to? He's going to return. <clears throat> He's going to return to WWE and, and basically just take the moniker of Bray Wyatt and ex- extend the story. No, you cannot say Bray Wyatt. Bo Wyatt. I wouldn't mind that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not taking his character name. I'm saying continue the the, the legacy of Bray Wyatt and his what he created. His 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 uh, BWU <laughs> Bray Wyatt universe. You know, extending that out. You like what ah the BWCU? Yes. Well, it's not cinematic. For, I'm familiar with their work. It's not cinematic. That's why I left it. I out. mean, is it? Hang on. I guess so. Is it not? <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> the BWC. <laughs> he has almost all of the cinematic matches. All yeah, right, fine. <laughs> this is very true. It's, that's very true. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, and yeah, I was curious because you know, I I kind of saw it on a on a reel that I was just passing through Instagram on, and there was Bo Dallas cutting a pretty fire promo with all these new characters and and you know this whole spiel of him kind of moving forward with this. I don't mind it. And and I do I, I actually kind of enjoy it because I want to see where where it could lead because I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind mm. I wouldn't mind a Bo Dallas Liv Morgan type of team up mm. oh. that runs roughshod all over the WWE like Joker and Harley Quinn. So this whole revenge tour that Liv Morgan's on would that immediately tie right into this Bo Dallas thing and Liv takes over the. Oh my God! What's her name? Liv's heel turn will be included with the Bo Dallas arc. Gotcha, right? Because then it'll be a heel turn at first. Then you realize that she's actually just listening to Bo. Be a I don't know. If the, a, I don't know if the Bo Dallas is going to be be a more psycho version, a more psycho version of Alexa Bliss's character. Exactly. I think. I think she could. I think uh, Liv Morgan could take that like to twenty. If I think we have the opportunity to see what. Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt did could have been times ten because they're actually a couple, right? 
So you can see them just straight up locking lips in the middle of the screen. So oh, I mean, they wouldn't have similar to Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara, except the like they wouldn't do that. We though. won't, we won't be actually pissed off at it. <laughs> go, that's gross. But they wouldn't do that though because if they're trying to, no, we're like take persona. your hands off her. <laughs> have like a scary <laughs> persona. They wouldn't do that. But I mean, you already have it now with Carrying Cross and Scarlet. Do they? It's the same premise. You have two scary mofos. It's the that are... same premise, but it's not. It's not working. Yeah, there's too many people. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. In what the final testament? Yeah, love the name. That's a hell of a group. I Absolutely just... love the name. I think it's a hell of a group. The problem is, is that all these factions. I love the symbol. I would think about getting that tattooed if I was biggest. Uh, if I was a bigger fan. <laughs> I want to see the the big fan of Final Testament who would get that tattoo. What a group! It's AOP. It's Carrying Cross. Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering. Come on, man. Old school. The legend himself. You can't have a big, meaty man tag team and not have Paul Ellering in there. Has, has he gotten on the mic yet? I think he's, he's like said a couple of things here and there. He's very silent in the corner. Yeah. Also, like, did he always have the gloves? I believe so. He always okay. had the leather jacket, the gloves. I remember the leather jacket. Yeah. Always had that. Um, yeah, man. I think on a side tangent, I feel like that is a... Just got a prime prime loss opportunity, shuffled way deep in the mid card mix. Like they've been going on and on with this street profit group that nobody has a name yet for with Bobby Lashley, and you have AOP, pro- not probably the most dominating looking tag team. Thank you for that. In I was w- about to rip you a new one if you said most dominant tag team. I would have been like, Whoa, well, they haven't they haven't done anything yet, so they they can't really be the most dominant Ever. tag team. Well. The most dominant-looking tag team in WWE, let alone in the wrestling business. Those, those are two meaty men. And you have Karrion Cross, who is a former NXT champion. You have Scarlett as the ultimate arm candy and... Current and future hot show. And smoke show. Smoke show. Smoke and hot show. And Paul Ellering. And we are just lost in the mix of jobber matches and then thrown in with this Street Profit nonsense. Two managers is too many. Two managers is too many. Um, that that team, if you break it down to balls and strikes, it has two managers. It really should be Paul Ellering on the mic and everybody else just wrestles. Just leave no, it. I, I, I beg to differ. I think it should. Ah, this is fucked up to say. Yeah, I don't Ellering? think Paul Ellering should be there. Oh, he's but he's the one that like puts that, that creepy old Does school he? vibe on it. The old school, I'll, I'll give you, but the creepy. Carrion's got that down pat. He, sh- he sh- if they're gonna have Paul Ellering, someone's getting wasted here. It's if if they're having Paul Ellering, he should be on the one on the mic. Everybody else should not talk. They have Bobby Lashley on there being the the, the mouthpiece for everybody else because he's the most popular one of them. There's nobody popular in Final Testament. That's unfortunate too because again, Carrion Cross was a very dominant NXT champion, and that's another thing too is that it's. I would love to. I keep saying this too. I would love to go through. All the people that have come from NXT brought up to the to the the main roster and actually succeeded. The, my most popular, most successful NXTer still and always will be unless until someone else comes along. Bianca Belair, Seth With, Rollins. Uh, no, I, okay, that's fine. I mean, it's 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 a it's an opinion. Uh, it's an opinion uh, piece, but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, saying I'm Bianca gonna... Belair because because 
she you're saying both successful in nxt and successful in i'm saying the most successful because she did nothing in nxt there was no championship reigns there was nothing under her belt she was a mid carter so she was Ro- rose to rose to the ranks when she when she came up and she main event at wrestlemania twice that oh, is, I misheard that hundred percent. Th- that's where I'm going with it. I Not, either misheard it or you said it wrong. I'm so, I'm it sounded saying, like you said who is the most who okay who sorry in me, NXT let me rephrase was like the ratio between their time in NXT and their time in the WWE main roster is the most successful. Who made the most? Who made the most of their call up from where they were to where they are now? I still say it's Bianca Belair. Seth Rollins as champion in NXT. Kevin Owens. Okay. Ka- Okay. Again, it's an opinion. It's 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 all an opinion piece. I'm just I will. Saying, I will. I'll from say where, Kevin from where they is, were in NXT, is a, is a close second. I'm saying from where they were in NXT, she she was a mid mid Carter, all yeah. kinds of mid, and that's in the women's division of NXT. She was a mid Carter there. She did yeah. nothing there. She came up. She to, was Scarlet adjacent. She, she was. <laughs> she was. She had matches. She jobbed to everybody else. She had made events, but she jobbed to everybody. She jobbed to, and, and it's unfortunate because. <laughs> She had the same exact time as Rhea Ripley. She was there the same exact time time as Shayna Baszler, who was probably, if not the most dominant NXT Women's Champion of all time. It was an unfortunate circumstance that she came up in NXT in, and then she just made the most of it. She blew up and, and again, became one of the most popular women in all of WWE. Going back to the Shayna thing real quick, Asuka. Asuka. I mean, all, all of them were there at the same time. What a roster. But if you're saying success... All right, so let me pose a question to you. Who do you think is in who do you think succeeded most in their time in the in NXT and succeeded most in their time in the WWE? It has to be Seth Rollins. I will go Seth Rollins, sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> sure. I will go Seth Rollins. I love how you know when to just say yes to, me <laughs> to end the conversation because you know I'll just shut up. I'll go Seth Rollins, but I will go also uh I'll go one B Kevin Owens because he yeah. um his match with John Cena, and that's <laughs> go go figure. His match with John Cena put him over, way way over. His match with yeah. Austin Theory, not so much. It's just funny how people will take that torch and do or take the ball and do what they will with it. If if you're Kevin Owens, you take the ball and you do what you did. You're now one of the most popular superstars in all of WWE. If you're Austin Theory and you have a WrestleMania match and you still beat one of the greatest of all time and still have d- done nothing with it. It's just it's just funny how that wasn't like that. that wasn't theory's fault. How do you figure that that was all Vince's fault? Yeah, that was that was Vince's guy. Like we were meant to hate that guy. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think he was starting to at that point with the Cena thing. He was starting to be pushed down our throats as the next Cena looking guy. You know what I mean? The next big white even, guy even as much <laughs> even as much as people hated him though because it was starting to look like he was the guy that, he, that was getting pushed down our throats he was still over like he was getting the, the pops the booze the pops the boo pops were way loud and way over for him the the yaboos the yaboos and yet when he had that from from the cena match forward everything's gone downhill for him and and he's he's now firmly implanted in mid-card status and that's just a awful thing for him, but it's I, is that a Vince problem, a Vince issue, or is that because he just doesn't know what to do with the character, and all he is is just a big guy who can wrestle and can't get on the mic? He's gotten better on the mic. We'll give him that. Like he's gotten better, but he's, yeah. he's, is is he Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins or you know anybody? You else know, who I think he's gotten the best on the mic since their call up, Rhea Ripley. 
Agreed. Agreed. But that's also because she found her character. Or do you I think like there's a, a lot of the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The mommy lore. Yeah, it's it's the mommy lore. <laughs> there's your title. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I think it's just... It's, yeah, you find the character, you get uh, to that place where you're mentally, like, I'm there, like Cody Rhodes. Like, you, you, you can get on the mic and not be sure about your character until you find who you think you are best suited for in the, in the ring and then take that character and go go on the mic. Um, before we move on to more WWE stuff, really quick side turn, we have the official debut of Will Ospreay in, on the AEW Dynamite roster. Brav. Because <laughs> I'm all elite, brav. That might have been my greatest English accent ever. You know what? I'll give that to you. That was very good. I did just watch the fucking Instagram reel. <laughs> if... If I'm being completely honest. Good job, bro. Uh, and then Hangman Adam Page. Hangman and, and his uh, injury. That, that got a lot of play, too. Uh, when his Holy uh, shit. Him limping, out, tell you about this. him limping out of uh, the arena last week on, after Dynamite aired. And uh, all the tiki tockies uh, and reels showing him actually limping off uh, with with what people had thought was a legitimate injury. Um, either it was or he just played it off and had a week to heal. And uh, basically came back and destroyed Strickland. Uh, tonight so that that thing happened um so hang on real quick please. speaking of swerve um Ooh, no. i got a buddy of mine who doesn't text me very rarely does he text me okay you ever have one of those friends where it's like it, it, you're friendly with each other sure right you're always friendly with each other and shit like that sure. but when you're around other people you have to hate them I took a turn. No, I was not. I kept nodding until you said that. Like, okay. Yeah. So sure. That's this. That's this guy for me. So you're a secret friend to him, but in in the presence of exactly like a secret friend. It's like presence of other gimmick. At least I think it's either that or this kid hates me. In the presence of other people, went to high school together. The presence of other people, you will shit on him. But when you're alone, hey buddy, what's going on? Exactly. Like we'll shit on each other in front of other people, but he will also text me on Sunday, February 11th, feeling like you today, watch Fast 10 and pulling for the Niners. You know what I mean? <laughs> Random. <laughs> okay. Which, if you know me, it's very me. Yeah. I like my Fast and Furious and I like my Niners. You like your Niners. Yeah. So that was the last text I got from him was Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. One of the worst days of my life. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Today I get a text from him Dude, at eight sixteen. By the way, I'm sorry not not to All right. not no, to no, no, not to interrupt you, but please do me a favor with the whole Super Bowl thing. Just shake it off. Now, what you were gonna say about your friend? So he texted me at eight fifteen and said, "Do just this. Haven't talked to him in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and before that, it was a very long time." He texts me, do you watch AEW? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> he goes, uh-huh. my wife was watching Big Bang Theory, and it came on after. Caught a swer- quote-unquote swerve, <laughs> hangman, and Samoa Joe promo. <laughs> I, go, I go, all right, nice, dude. Great promo to catch. Uh-huh. He goes, I got a question about swerve. <laughs> okay. Who was that goon with him? And he was yelling that he was the same man who broke into a wrestling school and left an 18-year-old in a bloody heap. And the same man who broke into another man's house and threatened his infant son. That woof, I forgot. I can't read that. The fuck this guy do? He didn't say this guy. Um, hmm. 
He's like, I got hype when Hangman hit him with the crutch. I, I go, the goon is Prince Nana. Dude got over by being Swerve's manager and doing that fire dance. He goes, Swerve when I drive mad catchy. <laughs> All of a sudden, his kids start talking about AEW. Uh, it's hilarious random just random, random. i i legitimately went <laughs> i went through the whole all, the whole arc of the darby nick wayne thing then then darby and and swerve and swerve and nick and then swerve and hangman and the kid and i'm like he goes the more <laughs> the more i watch the more questions i have <laughs> listen so. now he has now he has a friend here to uh you know, to, to talk him through all these storylines that yeah that, but also i'm pretty confident he ain't gonna hear this and he didn't invite me to his wedding tonight. so oh. you know how much uh but he did invite all my other friends so how much but also congrat all, i'm also certain he's not gonna hear this so i don't care but also congratulations <laughs> he did just announce that he is having a kid soon. oh congratulations oh, yeah if, if you're listening because i'm sure you're you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a text from this kid like i heard what you said fuck you He's not. No, he knows where we stand. <laughs> See, you say that. People think that. People assume that they know where they stand in relationships, and the other person has to also be on that level, and they're not. Like, if you talk to him for, if you haven't talked to him for a while, and you're, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can talk to Joe anytime I want. But you're like, yeah, he's that friend. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool, but I'll talk to him when he texts me. You two are yeah, exactly. to- two totally different levels. No, it's that it's that yeah, he's cool. He's that friend that texts when he texts me, I'll text him back, we'll start talking for a little bit, and then we won't, you know, talk until we see each other again at some party. <laughs> and then you talk more AEW. Exactly. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, probably not. <laughs> you will now. Because he has all these questions. Uh but up uh, No, he's probably gonna start wanting to talk about Trump and I go, No, 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 let's talk about AEW, man. You watched it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on from that. Uh, by the way, speaking of dynamite, uh, new logo coming next week. Yeah, no. real fucking gold era of wrestling fucking vibes to it. <laughs> it really is like like real late '80s WWF vibes. Yeah, it's it's got the multicolor. It's still the blend of multicolors that they're they're known for with just a red I don't like that red background, and it's very it's very WCW Thunder. Mm, okay yeah I, I mean just like kind of like just bold generic I, I don't know I, I I'm not a fan I I enjoy the dynamite logos as is um I don't know I just, I'll, do, I'll do you what I'd rather them change the song before here comes the boom I do enjoy it yeah but without the paint splashing everywhere uh, like it was in the first episode I'm out spe- man speaking of first episodes what a segue 86 percent of fans this is on a fan poll uh done by uh, wrestling republic 86% of fans say AEW feels less fun than it did in its early years. Your response? Which, uh, I of, kind of agree. Out of a thousand, excuse me, out of a thousand responses, 86% of fans said that. I I do somewhat agree, which is crazy because the star, quote unquote, star power on AEW now way outshines what it was in episode one. We didn't know who the fuck Riho was at all. Nyla Rose? Who is that? Who's that dude? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yikes. Both. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I say that about women. How dare you? What's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> to be, 
to be fair, I will say bro and guys in front of my female family members. What's up, guys? <laughs> the what? ones that get it. I'm like, shut. Like, my sister, I will say, shut up, bro. <laughs> Or I'll go, dude. Listen to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I. That's how we meant it. Um, what else did I have here? I had uh, wanted to get the your your take on that that poll. Uh, did you see the video on the Miz and him getting uh, caught in the uh, in the room before Monday Night Raw? No. So the Miz legitimately got stuck in a room backstage at Raw, and he almost missed the show. So he was in. He he basically. Uh, video recorded himself in this room with two other people and he was laughing hysterically because he was like we're stuck in this room and i don't know if i'm gonna make it for the show and then the next shot the next part of the video is at the door it's like it's got a grate on the bottom and you see the grate getting pushed in <laughs> someone's kind of oh, it was opening it and there's a, now there's a square hole in the bottom of the door he this guy comes in maintenance guy comes in uh no, no it's a maintenance guy but he had a wwe shirt on Tries to open the door inside, and then the Miz finally is like, can we just crawl out the door? And so he gets on all, all fours, crawls outside the door. The guy hands him the phone from inside the room, and he got out to record Monday Night Raw. He was legitimately in there. This was like, uh, and I remember my my friend Joe, shout out to Joe, he sent it to us like around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon Monday. So it happened the day of, uh, day of recording. It was very funny. That is, I can't tell you how much I would freak out if that happened. And now, if, if of course, it happens to the Miz, because I feel like if it happened to anybody else, like if it happened to Brock Lesnar, we'd be like, oh shit, like that's that's really screwed up. But it happened to the Miz, so we're like, eh, <laughs> it's the Miz. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're complaining about getting kicked out of a fucking locker room twenty years ago. Now we're keeping you in one, now and you're complaining still. The fuck, man. Can't have it both ways. Yeah, exactly. Beggars can't be choosers, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, I can't tell you how much that would freak me the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I used to think I was very claustrophobic because my dad was, and I realized I'm not as much as he is. Mm. But I, I've realized I'm not claustrophobic because I know I can get out of wherever I I am. Okay. Like if it if I have to, I can get the fuck outside from wherever I'm at at all times normally. Or I'm about to get outside. Like there is an end site in mind. Mm -hmm. If you're locked in the in a room and the room is locked from outside, I can't tell you how much I'd freak the fuck out. You would see me squeal like a little girl for someone to help me. You gotta make this happen. Please don't. <laughs> I just want to hear the squeal. I don't know how good I would be at escape rooms. I'm either gonna be really good. Or I'm going to be terrified. You've never done an escape room before? No, but I really want to do one. They're so fun. I will I've watched so many cop movies, I think I would be good at them. I, they're, they're, I've done like hundreds. They're, they're, they're so much fun. Here's the secret, though, is that just to end the... The, the, the keys uh, and the piano all the time, All the right? time. The door is never locked. By law, they can't lock the door. <laughs> so yeah, no you, shit. So, okay, I'm just telling you that. So for your, you, know, you being claustrophobic, if you need to leave, leave. Oh no! See that like I, it wouldn't affect me because I know at the end of the timer, right? That oh. door's going to open whether I win or lose. True, right? But you the wanna... only thing that's going to affect me is I really want to fucking win. That, that's it, and that's what that's what will drive you because when, if you lose, you will not th think the end of it on the entire ride home. 
Like, you'll sleep with that in your mind. You'll probably wake up with it, too. But, like, motherfucker, if I had just done this right and this right and blah, 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 and I didn't lollygag on this. It was the this. fucking lamp the whole time. The How whole did I not think of that? time. The whole damn time. There there are moments. We've done, myself and my ex, we've done escape rooms. We did one in Atlantic City. And <laughs> I will, I'll never live it down because she was the one that found the key. It was. The, yeah, you had to fight hookers to get through the we escape room. <laughs> We had to fight hookers with uh, STD needles. Uh, it was escape room in, in Tropicana, and the theme was Good old pin and a dick boardwalk. <laughs> the theme was a boardwalk. And the final thing was we're trying to find this key, and the clue was it's it's something like under the boardwalk. And we're looking under. We're standing on this wooden platform. Like, where the hell could it possibly be? And she's like, it's in the light. It's in the lamp. It's in the lamp. Like, stop, it can't be in the lamp. It's bolted down. Check for a valley somewhere, she, right? Wasn't it Frankie that sang that? She pulled That's what up, I'd be saying. She pulled on the bolt, and sure enough, the key was there under the lamp. And I have yet to hear the end of that to this day. So you can make those moments yourself by just doing a fucking escape room. Just do it. You know, I'm down. I just don't like... I've never approached the subject. Right. None of my friends have come up to me and go, hey, you want to do an escape room? I've never had the chance to go, fuck yeah, I want to do one. Oh, you want to do an escape room? Fuck yeah, I want to do one. <laughs> Next week. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. Next week, we'll do it now. Um, uh, Papa, you just locked me in a room. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> figure it out, fucker. You just locked me in a room with a fucking two bottles of water and lube. Lube? What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. It was just a weird thing that came to my head. Well, I want to know the theme of this room. <laughs> the theme of your escape room that's <laughs> three unmarked water bottles one of them's lube two of them are water you got to drink two of them one's acid F- figure it out Oof. see now you're just torturing people brutal uh, lube is at least you're gonna have a fun time at the end of it or during or maybe <laughs> his camera's in the room too these people can get a show with you jeez so uh, then other people are gonna have fun after watching you <laughs> good god uh <laughs> nxt speaking of nxt how in the absolute hell did they keep this under wraps? However long they did. So, would you call it a oh, uh, perfect perfect ten surprise? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Rich Holland bitching and moaning. And my jokes are bad. Literally dad jokes. The lights go out. And NXT did not watch this, but uh, really quick, right in the middle of the show, Ridge Holland is in, uh, and the, for those who didn't know, Ridge Holland is now in NXT. Uh, he's cutting a promo, lights go down, there's a bunch of words on the screen from behind Ridge Holland, there's a man in a hood with a, with a chair, hood comes down, and everybody in the crowd automatically knows, just shouting out 10, 10, 10, and it's Sean Spears. Now, I don't think everyone in the crowd knew. Majority of people were shouting out ten. I didn't hear a lot of ten, but the tens I did were synchronized. They were loud. <laughs> they were very loud, and so there's only so many people in that arena. And but it was louder when it was revealed that it was Sean Spears. Now, the fact that he was able to keep his name Sean Spears, I'm digging that. I'm like I like that he's Sean Spears and not Ty Dillinger. I'm, I'm good with that. And the fact that they were able I, to keep I this, I wouldn't mind if he had stayed Ty, if he had gone back to Ty Dillinger though. I I, like, I wouldn't have been upset about that. I like that he kept Sean Spears because now it's the the whole Ty Perfect Ten thing. I maybe me may or may not bring that back, but at least that was over. Oh yeah, say but, what you want, but he was over Sean Spears. He came <laughs> Sean in at number ten in the Spears. in fucking Rumble. He did. He certainly did. But uh, Sean Spears is the person that left and the person that is now here. And he is part of NXT, and he has his own school. 
Uh, this is cool that he's now in NXT to not only wrestle and get way over, but to teach some of the youngins. So kudos on uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels for getting him in. And kudos for them keeping this way under wraps because nobody was talking about this shit. Nobody was saying anything about Shawn Spears. You think... Excuse me. You think it was Shawn Michaels or Triple H's idea to bring Shawn Spears back in? Whose idea would it possibly have been? Are you fucking kidding me? You saying it's Vince? No. <laughs> if, if, it was, if it was Vince was in charge, there would be no way in hell that Shawn, Shawn would still no, be... No, uh, there's one other person in a suit who's going to bring in Shawn Spears. In a what are we doing? Nikon? What is the biggest Shawn Spears viral video of all time? I don't know, Conspiracy Boy. What is it? It is him hitting Cody in the head and Cody bleeding all over the wrestling mat. Oh, in AEW, sure. In AEW, yes. yes. Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears are good friends. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think for one bit that Triple H and Shawn Michaels saw Sean Spears and goes, hey, I think we have to bring this guy back. I think it was Cody Rhodes going up to Triple H and Shawn Michaels going, hey, I think we need to bring this guy back. So according to uh, it actually had people within WWE and NXT uh, caught him off guard because they kept it a secret amongst everybody. According to Fightful Select, Shawn had not been listed on internal run sheets or, or documents leading up to the show, adding to the element of astonishment. Inter- interestingly enough, it was noted that Shawn Michaels had stepped in to rehearse Shawn's role in the Holland segment earlier in the day, underscoring the secrecy surrounding Spears' return. Um, Spears had apparently inked a new deal to return to NXT prior to the airing of the first Three Faces vignette, indicating that his comeback uh, had been in the works for some time. Um, he was hitting, Which means he was they were definitely trying to swerve us and saying that maybe Okada's coming. <laughs> Spears remained... <laughs> that would have been nice, too. Spears remained hidden backstage, building anticipation for his highly anticipated appearance, Following his explosive comeback uh, in the ring, Spears received a warm reception backstage, affirming his status as a welcomed addition to the NXT roster. So good for him, and good for all the the newbies to learn under the the perfect ten umbrella. Um, they had a bunch of multiple pitches for The Rock at WrestleMania 40. One of them being what we already know, which is uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins versus Rock and Reigns. Uh, any others that you might have heard of as far as potential storylines i kept blissfully ignorant to it because i didn't want to i didn't want to know where the story wasn't going okay right because if you hear that these are the multiple pitches came out it means more than likely none of them are going to come true right true (laughs) very true uh i will i just kept with my original theory that i've had written in my notes for at least a week would not mind Rollins, Rock, Mania Night One. Rhodes Rock. You already have no. You already have McIntyre. I said it correct. No, you have you already have McIntyre facing Rollins. I know. No. Uh, uh did you see the Drew <laughs> promo? I did. Mm. Yeah. How many? He said how, he was hurt. How many matches? Uh, he did. But how many matches is everybody going to fight in one night? We just have like four different people fighting two different matches on both nights. No, it's one match. That tag match is not going to take place at Mania. 
Okay. The tag match is not going to take place in Mania, and if it does, they better go balls to the wall, do a WWE style gimmick. I'm sorry, WCW style gimmick, and just have the all the titles on the line. Mark this day, Wednesday, February 28th, when they announce night one as this tag team match. There has to be repercussions for your wrongness. No. Because <laughs> I'm not wrong. Okay. But if you are wrong. Do you really, do you think no. that they're going to have a tag match WrestleMania main event night? Two? I said, no, no. I, I That's the main event. No, the main event is, is. I don't care what anyone says. That's the main event. The Cody and Reigns is the main event. Okay. I, I will, I will mute your mic for the rest of the show if you say that's not the main event. Oh, no, it 100% is the main okay. event. All right. No, I was like, mute your mic. Although, I did hear another theory. <laughs> uh-huh. Although, uh-huh. I did hear. Go on. What if it's Rock? I'm sorry. What if it's Roman Cody mm-hmm. night one? No, go on. Winner. Faces the Rock. Faces the Rock. <laughs> Uh, night two what did cody say in the promo what is cody's sticking point behind this whole thing i don't want to take just the title from you roman i want to take everything everything which is what was going to lead to my next point which shout out to uh simon miller uh from uh uh what culture wrestling in in it he has a, a theory which i would love and it seems very it seems plausible that the reason why he hasn't explained yet as to what The Rock whispered to to him in his ear is that because it will be Swerve Night 2 as far as Rock turning on Reigns and taking everything away from Roman Reigns, and that will lead to WrestleMania 41, Rock and Reigns. I do agree with you. I agree with that theory wholeheartedly. Okay. Strictly because the angle movement, that the, the camera angle that they had, for the Rock's promo when he, I guess, officially joined the Bloodline, right? Uh, that camera angle—if you look at it from a not television point of view, and you look at it from a crowd point of view—when mm-hmm. he says, "And I'm going to make sure that you walk out of WrestleMania," he was pointing one direction. Says, "I'm going to make sure you," or he pointed at Roman, and he said, "I'm going to make sure you walk out of WrestleMania." exactly what you are a loser and he was pointing at roman but the camera where it was just looked like he was pointing at the camera Mm -hmm. but everyone else in the arena looks at that and he might have been pointing to the camera who might have been over roman's you know left shoulder but everyone else says oh he's pointing at roman oh my god and then if you see him throw up the ones he didn't throw up a one i forgot camera yeah camera he didn't throw up the one like that he threw up, he threw up the one like this he threw up the l guns up baby guns. <laughs> you know what that means he's part of the bullet club <laughs> yeah not just the bullet club uh, he's part of the bang bang scissor gang bang, son bang, scissor gang. <laughs> and jj no, J. J. white cody, is gonna come out and, this. exactly yeah sure cody white or cody cody white, white. nice <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Sure, all that guy. Way, Cody White sounds like the most frat bro trust front kid ever. Trust trust front. Uh so it's late, dude. It is, Give me a break. Like, yes. Uh Cody <laughs> Cody White attorney at law. Um, Co- LLC. <laughs> Cody uh Yeah, he did the gun. If you remember at the he did. 
uh, Royal Rumble when he won, mm-hmm. he gave a two sweet, he blew it a kiss, he gave a gun, and he blew it a kiss. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was, I mean, obviously, that was a nod to first one being the Young Bucks, second one being Kenny Omega. Sure. I would assume, sure, sure. So, sure, sure. I can't wait. This is like one of the first manias where we go. I really don't know. I mean, not, first mania in a, in a while in recent history where we go, I don't exactly know what the main event is going to be. Like at least WrestleMania 30, everyone was like, this is the main event, but Daniel Bryan could sneak in there. Right. Right now we go, I don't know if we're having a singles match or a tag match at WrestleMania. Or Cody's fighting two nights as well as Seth. If Cody only fights one night and it is only a tag match, the Royal Rumble will be diminished in my brain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I will view the Money in the Bank briefcase over the Royal Rumble match wholeheartedly. I agree. I agree. Because why do this and why not have Otis cash in as a tag team? Yeah. It's what I will always bring it back to. Man was ove like rove. You know what I'm saying? For a hot second. Yeah, I've been watching too much. Uh, all of a hot second. I get it. <laughs> all of a hot second. I think it also takes away from the fact that, yeah, he he won this Royal Rumble match. They're going to have this because they everybody has to you know, pivot because of everything that happened. And if they're going to have this tag match, it really needs to be sold that they're going to lose. Cody Cody and, and Seth have to lose in order for the Cody situation to be even lifted further because you can't have him win and then win again. It's got to be a, a point of him being, being defeated before he gets risen up again. We're not thinking of one factor here. What if we get a double swerve? Which is, I'm sorry. Anyway. I didn't mean that a double turn. Okay. What did Seth say in his promo to Cody? Do you remember? Uh, you're welcome. Seth, huh? He said, you're welcome. The yeah. Rock, the Rock. Yeah. Well, no, he he actually said, and I quote, what can I say except, except you're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> uh, Seth said, I'll be your shield. Yes. When you think of Seth Rollins and shield. Oh, the double swerve. What do you think of? You think he'll do that, though? I mean, I think I think he's going to lose to Drew because he needs to take time off. I think we get a double turn. I think Seth's going to turn on Cody and Rock is going to turn on Roman. Huh. That'd be interesting. We're also not considering the fact that what if this all just leads to a WrestleMania backlash tag team match? <laughs> this is very true. Mm-hmm. Yes. They need matches for the WrestleMania backlash because everything's going to repeat. Yeah, I, I get it. Has absolutely, to be. Absolutely right. Uh, before we talk about the chamber that is of the elimination variety, uh, last thing I have is uh, so Maxine Dupree had a match uh, at a live event, and she was booed out of the ring, apparently for a poor performance. And Maxine Dupree is still very green, and she is not the greatest wrestler on the roster, but she is by far not the worst, <laughs> and. The fact that she absolutely got booed. I, I thought that we as wrestling fans would have been past this already. That we already know levels of wrestlers. And for you to 
Brother, you're from New York. Boo. Hold on. Hold on. It's for you to boo. If you go to Mississauga, it's going to be a different thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should know. But regardless, I mean, regardless of that fact, people should just know despite that. So if you're, whether you're in New York City or in Duluth, you should know the fact that this, this person is doing something that your fat ass, not your fat ass, my fat ass, anybody's fat ass is not doing in the ring that she is doing currently. So even despite the fact that even Anna Jay didn't get booed out of the ring when she had that horrible match with Britt Baker. And if you saw that match, oof. nobody. I didn't see video of this match with Maxine Dupree. But if if she had put on a poor performance, and she still, even after everything was said and done, she still put up the one. She, she did the whole thing with the uh, you know Alpha Academy. She put the one up. She, she played to the crowd. And she still went through the booze. If she can do all that and still be professional enough to play the character, I'm sure she went backstage and felt like shit. Fuck the crowd. Fuck everybody else that went through this. And also Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega and their statements on X uh, and Instagram backing her up also ring true too. Like you're doing something that nobody else is doing. They're all watching you doing this. You're the one getting paid doing this. And regardless of the match, everybody has a shitty match. Everybody has, has poor performances. God, I mean, look at Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus Kane and Undertaker. One of the worst matches of all time. What? Of all time in, in uh, they? Saudi Arabia. Huh? The match they had in Saudi Arabia. I don't. Are you talking about? Okay. All right. In, in all seriousness, they had a shitty match. Like, if they can have a shitty match, someone who is green like Maxine Dupree can have a shitty match. There's no reason to have to boo her out of the ring. You're forgetting that that Anna J. Britt Baker match that you're talking about, was mm-hmm. that on television? No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a house show. Oh, so you are talking about the one at the house show. Okay, good. Yeah, no, she definitely got booed out of the fucking place for that. Anna J.? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Okay. Because we didn't hear a lot of stuff. It was just a report that came out and one... like no, watch, They have the match on YouTube. Do they? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes, they have the match I just on YouTube. Saw, I just saw the video that came out of a little bit of booze in there the were, background. There were groans. I, let me let me refresh. There were groans. I remember groans in the match. I didn't remember flat out booze, but I remember there being groans in the match because there were Honestly, a ton groans of- Groans might be worse. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> there were a ton of botched spots in that match. Now, there's no video of this match, or at least none that I've researched and, and gone through all the Googles to find, but this is, this is what happened. And so- uh, there was, let's see here, uh, LWO members Lena Vega joined the fray and voiced to support WWE Superstar. Uh, uh, Lumenica took to her ex to express her displeasure regarding the situation, crediting Maxine Dupree for her work ethic and being a kind-hearted individual while shutting down haters who tried to hamper her confidence in performing for the fans. She said, quote, this is absolutely horrible. She doesn't deserve that. She's such a kind soul and works really hard. I would love if the bad parts of the biz don't harden her heart. They probably just mad because they can't drink your bathwater, Maxine. Okay, um, still very young in her career. Part of the Alpha Academy. Uh, this this other person, Stephanie Hypes uh, at Stephanie Hypes said, "If you're booing a wrestler on the other side of the fence for trying to do some hard shit you've never done, you can all fuck all the way off." So, um, uh, Zelina Vega. This is absolutely horrible. She doesn't deserve that. She's a kind soul. That's what what I read before. Um, and then also, uh, Rhea Ripley had had some words, uh, which I was I thought I had on my screen, but I do not. Um, yeah, just just all kinds of shitty. Yeah, I'll listen to anything Rhea Ripley says. <laughs> okay. Uh, she said, "I really wish that some of you got booed and ridiculed in the public eye while being new at your job. Learning and getting better is all part of being human. Be better as humans. Be better as humans." 
fucking words to live by. Be better as humans, damn it. It's crazy. It's crazy to say, but Meek Mill had one of the best lines out of any song ever, mm-hmm. and it rings true to this day, and it will ring true till the end of time. Sure. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Because, <laughs> boy, everyone, everyone and their mother will talk shit on Twitter. Keyboard. But the second, yeah. the second you get confronted in real life, you go, oh, shit, my bad. Man. Key- keyboard, so the keyboard warriors. I am so sorry. That was my bad. The keyboard warriors out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I will do the same shit, but I go, my bad, dude. I stand <laughs> by what I said, but my bad. Like, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Until you find me. Fuck you. Uh, Even if they do find me and call me out on it, I go, shit, did I say that? You sure? Here's proof. Here's that doesn't the, sound like me. Here's the proof. <laughs> so we had a chamber of the elimination variety, the 2024 elimination chamber. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, From Perth. How was it? Uh, how did you enjoy getting up at five o'clock in the morning to watch a pay per view? I enjoyed it. So, as a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did get up at like 5 15 because I had to pee. And I, I go, I go, I'm like, should I turn it on? And then in my in that split second, I'm like, if I turn it on now, I will have to invest all my next four hours <laughs> in three hours and a half, whatever it is, into watching this till nine o'clock in the morning. I can't do that. And I went right to bed. And I'm like, I'll watch it on replay. <laughs> and then sure enough, I did. Um, I that's a lot. Dude. Genuinely. Genuinely. On Thursday. In my head, I go. I'm wait. I'm getting up. I'm gonna watch the entire pay per view. And the second that that pay per view is over, I'm getting in my car. I'm going to the gym, and then I'm going to work. Like that's how my day was gonna go. <laughs> I love how paper plans and always then, just get crumbled up. <laughs> yeah, but see, this is how they got crumbled up. The guy who works after me texted me on Thursday. He goes, "Hey, you think you can do me a favor and cover my shift? Like I got a party to go to. This and this and that." I go, "Yeah, dude, no problem. Whatever." So now I got to work my shift and then I got another work another shift after. Mm. So now getting up at 5 a.m. when I'm not going to get back home until 7 a.m. the next day, <laughs> it's not happening, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love wrestling. Yeah. I think wrestling is fucking great. But <laughs> I, if I had lived anywhere outside of the Eastern Standard Time Zone, mm. I would not be as big a wrestling fan as I am. <laughs> There's no way yeah. I would watch all this shit at different hours. But it's also but my uncle. My uncle used to get up and watch F1 races when they were in fucking Abu Dhabi in the 90s or whatever the fuck it was or Monaco. And I go, what are you doing up at three o'clock in the morning? This is crazy. He goes dude, F1. I go, all right, I guess <laughs> it's not NASCAR. What are we talking about? This is also the reason why they don't usually do uh, these kind of PLEs or pay-per-views in other countries besides the u.s because did you see what michael cole uh posted as far as the physical elimination chamber itself and it's path no, it's path to perth myself. the path to perth uh pirates came around and uh basically almost uh, swiped it I didn't that. <laughs> uh, he said originally it was supposed to to ship through the suez canal uh but pirates made sure that didn't happen so it was sent to miami it was then shipped by truck to L.A., put on a ship to Sydney, sent on a train over here to Perth, and now the Elimination Chamber is being constructed as we speak, right behind us in the stadium uh, in Perth, and that was uh, the 23rd. By the way, you know how long Which is it is to get from Miami to L.A.? That's Friday. That's not a straight shot. It is not a straight shot. 
that is at least 10 hours of driving and then you leave florida <laughs> <laughs> right that's what's crazy yeah. yeah yeah if you go yeah go from oh the, the bottom of the of the state drive all the way up and then get out you have to like exactly yeah. yeah 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 fucking pirates <laughs> we almost didn't have a pay-per-view because of pirates are we still saying that it's 2024 because of pirates we were about to not have a, a ple fun times and I wonder, do you think it would be more like Jack Sparrow type of pirates yes. or Captain Phillip type of pirates? Like Jack Sparrow. It has to be like I want to know if they got on and they asked for all the room. Or, <laughs> or, I, think, <laughs> I think it was. Or, uh, or if they said, I'm the captain. I'm now. the captain now. I think it was more the captain now. Yeah, pirate. that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Jack Sparrow hat on. Uh, so. It's I'm the captain now, but with the Jack Sparrow yes. hat. Now that's a twist. <laughs> Now and that's an M Night Shyamalan movie. I'd love to see. Can you do? Can you do a Jack Sparrow saying, if "I'm the captain now"? Get in the mode. Get in the mode. I see. If it's the captain, it's the captain that gets me because I think the, like, that's the, where it's going to get me back into the fucking English. Let's see if I say it, I, I sound like a beetle in my head. I'm the captain now. I'm. I'm. This is the stupidest conversation we've ever had. I'm. I'm. Um, no, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> It just went. It went into the. It went into. The, you ever see Family Guy? I have like a George Harrison. My my, my British. If I if I think about it too much, it's yeah. just going to get into the dude with the long chin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Uh, no, the this, I'm not going to get it. The uh... <laughs> he had my one good English accent. That was it. We used it already. Damn it. Yep. Shit. Uh, I'm we... good for an ended at any time though. <laughs> and bro. And bro, yeah, I'll get those. You th- give me all the slang words. Oh my days, I'll get all of them. We have to, if nothing else on AEW, let's just watch all the Will because I mean he's probably one of the greatest wrestlers alive right now. If we just watch all the Will Osprey matches and then have like a quick segment from any any promo he cuts, if you could have, I, I'm going to record that and then if you could mimic it, we'll have we'll have our Will Osprey segments. I was really taking the piss with me, missus. It's not bad. You sound like a Kingsman. Like, you sound like you should be, like, uh, getting a suit Hey, guess and... what? Hmm. Fucking love those movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All three of them. All three of them. His rendition of Country Roads at the end of the second one, chef's kiss. I, did, it... I never heard a... Sc- I never wanted to hear the one of the most country songs ever <laughs> delivered in a Scottish accent. And then he blows up. Spoiler alert. Uh... And then I'm not gonna lie, that gave me goosebumps because I go, man, that's the ultimate. Like, that's it's the ultimate bro move. You're gonna sacrifice, sacrifice yourself. yourself. So you can go finish the mission. Yeah. God damn. Shout out Merlin. That's got. Yeah. Shout out Merlin. <laughs> that's right. That's gonna be a like a oh fuck moment when you stamp step on a landmine and you know the next step you take, you're done. Yeah, but I'm I I will hopefully look around going. All right. Honestly, if I step on a landmine, I'm gonna belt out country roads in the sky. <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do, dude? Like this is country it. roads. <laughs> uh, we had the uh, uh, the kickoff match with. If there was ever a time, we to, did to put money on to put any time hmm. to put money on a match, the kickoff match with uh, the Kabuki Warriors taking on Indy Hartwell and uh, Candice LeRae. I put uh, all my money on Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. No, uh, put it all on damage control uh, to win this, and sure enough, it was very nice. Listen, of all the Aussie uh, love, there was four. There was supposed to be four spots. We only got three. Did your brother go? No, he did not. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's not. I mean, I had to ask. He's not I understand Australia is huge. All right, he I goes, get it. He goes. I when I was talking to him about possibly going over there, I was like, oh, they're having a they're having a pay per view in in uh, in February. You know, possibly maybe I can go down there. Then you know, check it out. 
He's like, where is it? He's All like, right, Rump. It's it's in Perth. He's like, oh, that's the other side of the country. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to rent a car to have to visit you and then go all the way over there to get a, to watch a pay-per-view. Oh, you're not renting a car. You're taking a flight. I'm hopping on a kangaroo. and then You don't drive through Australia. I'll drive through Australia. Take a, you take, don't drive. You're driving dune buggy. at least two days through the Outback. In the, in the Outback, in the dune buggy. You're just, just hopping around. Your pause, but your ass is going to be so sore from that dune buggy, man. I forgot you, you. You know all that. I you've been there how many times? Three, four. Australia? Yes. Oh, I've been many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> many, many times. From JF, getting a good shrimp on the bottom. JFK you know to I mean? Perth. Yeah. Uh, nice pop for Indy Hartwell. We did not get there was like I said there were four supposed to be four, supposed to be four uh, Aussie pops. We got three of the four. Uh, congratulations to uh, to Big Boy, Big Meaty Man. Yes, Not Big a... Meaty Man having a big meaty kid. Big I mean, I don't know, kid. but that's just <laughs> it. Could be. Who knows? Bronson Reed uh, did not make it because he said uh, he had a baby, and so congratulations to him. And I wanted my kid to be born. Yeah, in the United States, so he could be president. Of the <laughs> president of the United <laughs> States. He goes originally. This is his quote uh, under Big Bronson Reed. Bronson is here. At Bronson is here. Uh, full disclosure in all caps, and then the rest of it uh, in smaller caps. Uh, originally, I was set to be at WWE Chamber. It would have been an incredible moment. Unfortunately, plans changed, and but but everything happens for a reason. My wife and I had our baby early. I was supposed to miss the PLE to make sure I'm here for my family. Thank you for all the support to all my friends and family who have reached out to, to at Triple H for guiding me. Now I'm not just big. I am big. Papa. Big Papa Meat. <laughs> Big Papa Meat. So congratulations to Bronson Reed. But we did get the Aussie love here first off for Indy Hartwell. Uh, huge pop for her. And they lose. Huge is relative, but okay, go on. I mean, for her, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All 8,000 people of the 50,000 capacity crowd that were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huge pop for Indy Hartwell for her. Uh, Kabuki Warriors. I'll say this. All 8,000 were, were pop for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Did. Uh, Everyone was standing on their feet at that time. <laughs> Absolutely work. Um, so shout out to Kabuki Warriors Damage Control for, for pulling the win on that. Uh, the Women's Chamber. Uh, <laughs> so shout before, out to- before you get into the main card. Sure, I just have one question. Are you upset that this pay per view was as predictable as it was? Yes. Really? I mean, is, I, I I will say this. I think the women's chamber was good. I thought the men's chamber was good. I thought the tag team uh, championship match was probably the best match of the night. Mm-hmm. But every single match, every single one, I, I predicted. And yeah. it's it's not like we're you know it takes a, a rocket scientist to figure out that we're you had you had Becky you spoiled it first of all by the having the the uh, the press conference and having Becky Lynch confront Rhea Ripley. You had, you spoiled it there. You also had uh, you've been talking about Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins in in cutting their promos the entire time. Who who was surprised by this this win on on any any of the matches on the tag team match on the Rhea Ripley match? Like who was surprised on any of them? If you're ever fan, let me just make a little sidebar right here. If you are fantasy booking in your head, how often are you right? And when you are right with those fantasy bookings, how excited do you get? Oh, very. Not fantasy bookings, but you get it. Yeah, like, and, you know, when you guess future bookings. Sure, sure. When you guess it all. Um. Uh. Well, I'm, of course, you get very happy because you're you're wrestling. Like right, right now, I will be 
the most unbearable human if Cody loses at WrestleMania again. You would never because <laughs> I will be right again, and it will be unbearable to the rest of the people around me because this one I called a while ago. If he loses again, just to extend the streak, it will be the most outrageous thing that WWE has ever done. And I've witnessed... I mean, I, I don't know. I've witnessed a hand come out of a woman. I was just about <laughs> to say May Young gave birth to a black hand. <laughs> I witnessed a man give have, have sex Wait, with... Wait, no. Was it a white hand? It was It was a white, white hand. White hand, black guy. Oh, yes. Got it. I've, I've seen a masked man have sex with a dead person. Uh, I've, uh, I've witnessed a gobbledygooker come out of an egg. And this will be the most outrageous thing that they've ever done in the world of professional wrestling. We witnessed illegal marriages through a driveway in Vegas. Yes, we did. That actually turned up to be real marriages in real life. Go figure. Who'd have thought? Uh, everybody but China. Yikes. Yikes. Too real. I mean, that was, yeah, that, that was, that was, that was uh, the truth. <laughs> that was the absolute truth. They were still. Bro, if Dom, let me tell you something. Mm. If Dom and Rhea actually do end up getting together, <sighs> that's going to be. Buddy, so crazy. Buddy will take Dom's head and rip it off his uh, body and use it uh, and use it as a flask. There's... Bro, that fucking one-liner from uh, from Max Cassidy is gonna be playing through his head constantly. You cuck, because you're getting cucked by a kid named Dominic. <laughs> you cuck. God damn. Jeez. Um, by the way, Max Caster, I saw his last one. <sighs> Seemed like he fell off a little bit. Yeah. Lost a little. Lost this. No, fastball it's got the yips i think that's the best way to put it <laughs> it's got the yips uh so for this women's elimination chamber i think the winner of this match was actually tiffany stratton because aussie loves them some, themselves some tiffany stratton i mean who doesn't but tiffany got over. over becky went over yes oh look at you thank you look at you uh I went just really. Quickly. I got one for the next match too, I, but right, we'll get there. Wrestling Inc. had uh, WrestlingInc.com had winners and losers from the night. They gave the loser of this to Naomi, um, because she's got lost in the crowd as far as the the women that were in this particular match, as well as also uh, her entrance, her entrance being in broad daylight. Um. <laughs> That's a very valid point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> There's that too. I mean, you can't. You got to have like the neon lights and the, and the whole Naomi name in darkness. You can't have it like the next day in broad daylight. I think that, I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, of... it just it just looks like come green. Ew, it's weird. <sighs> Why is that? No, nothing. Why is come, is come green? I guess glow stick green might have been the better way. to Why do it. would come green? You should get that checked. Seems like it's disease. not, and I don't want to get into the joke of it. The disease, <laughs> some sort of disease. There. Uh, no, it's like imagine if <laughs> the leprechaun. I don't want to imagine that. Uh, Raquel uh, Rodriguez, by the way, uh, she's creamy. If you, <laughs> Jesus, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. If you've been following Raquel Rodriguez, by the way, and her, uh, you know, tales of of woe. God bless her because she's been going through it with this uh, this rash that she's had, mm-hmm. um, and uh, basically this inf- not infection, but she basically had this rash in her body that she was she's been chronicling on social media, and she thought everything was clear until she took this flight to Perth, and it all came back, and she documented that as well, and you could tell that she wasn't wearing makeup and the swelling had gone down, so you know 
kudos to her for still getting in the ring and, and you know showing up. She also did it for, for Monday Night Raw. Um, she's going through, dude. <laughs> she is going through. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Stratton getting over. Uh, the last oh, three oh, oh. with uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Becky. Uh, yeah, you were saying. And, and Liv Morgan also. That went by really quickly. I'm sorry. Last Tiffy week. time wardrobe malfunction on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. The, the, was that like a blackout that happened right there? Didn't watch it because it was recorded. I hate the recorded stuff. Uh, I'll try. It was recorded right, right the day before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I saw it on Twitter and I go, no way. I missed it. What? <laughs> What happened? What happened? And I looked and I zoomed in and I go, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's so subtle. Like, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Becky is, again, predictably the winner of the uh, Women's Elimination Chamber. Uh, last three women, they just bum rushed through with the finishers and just came out and uh, got the disarmor on uh, on uh, 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 Raquel and pulled the yes. So we have the winner there. Uh, we had uh, but up, 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 but up, uh, getting through, getting through, getting through. Uh, again, my favorite match of the night: Judgment Day taking on the New Catch Republic. Thoughts, yes. concerns of this name? Don't like the name. Give me the British Strong Boys. I will take that. I'll take British Strong Style. Although technically, it is not British Strong Style because British Strong Style is a faction consisting of three members. That being Pete Dunn, that being Tyler Bate, and that being one Trent Seven. Oh. He's currently in AEW. AEW. Yeah. Yep. Mustache Mountain would have also been acceptable, but again, that's just Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. They don't do a two suite. They do a one suite like this. Because I twirl their mustache. They twirl the mustache. The stash. Yeah. yeah. Although a lot of people see this and they go white power, and I just don't get it. Makes no sense to me. I thought that was hustle, loyalty, respect. Yeah, John Cena does this all the time. When did he did it? He used to do this, right? That was that's uh, he did that, yeah. But then he still does this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because that Pause. microphone, because that was his bicep when he tore his bicep off when he won the title. Right after he came back and he won the title, yeah. he tore his bicep off. Yeah, and he and he pointed at it, and he went like this. And then ever since then, he's been doing Just it. Because huh? well, before that, he was doing this or this or this or doing that. this. Hang, or hang loose. This. Yeah. yeah. Hang 10, hang loose, fuck yeah. off. I don't know what it was. <laughs> yes, it was fuck off. <laughs> no, that's Steve Austin. You get it. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of Steve Austin, uh, randomly, they had uh, WWE, one of the, the uh, offshoot fan sites, had the Kevin Owens-Steve Austin match from WrestleMania on, on, uh, on Instagram on just one of the reels. The entirety of the match, from him going up the ramp, he had the interview, going up the ramp, getting the ATV, coming down the ramp, and doing the whole circle thing, and then having the whole match. Oh, and, you mean all five minutes of that segment? Uh, that, w- that was a long-ass match. What are you talking about? No, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> long-ass match. Uh, I was so entertained by that. I just feel like, I, and if I was entertained by it, I know living out the boyhood dream, just of fighting Steve Austin at WrestleMania is just absolutely insane. So what you're saying is... Bringing in a legend like that just to do a crazy one-off fucking match might be... Now, we don't know how this is going to turn out, but it might be the better way to go as opposed to bringing a legend back and trying to incorporate him into a storyline. Correct. All right. Correct. Just so we're on the same page with everything. As long as you set up that that idea for everybody and we're on board of having... And by the way, nobody was on board with the match because there was no match. It was just the KO show. 
And that's what. That's why it was so good. So good. It has to be a match. Right. And sure enough, they did. (laughs) And it was a banger. And so there's that. And then followed up by the following day when Vince McMahon can't take a stunner. And uh, he's in there with Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Pat McAfee's still undefeated in sanctioned matches at WrestleMania. I'll die on that hill. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Uh, by the way, did you also notice that there was nobody seated behind the pillars on the floor? Yes. So apparently Triple H is, uh, changing things up with that. And, uh, probably in mania, you might see that too. Just empty areas. Um, I, I, did you see the aerial view of the seating? Disagree with that whole thing, by the way. Uh, I did. Funny shape that it turned out to be in, right? Yeah. (laughs) I kind of giggled. Um, I feel like we all did. (laughs) We go, Oh, game. (laughs) I see what you did there. You sly dog. I see what you did there. I still feel like they should have those seats available. If you buy them, just uh, 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 view obstructed. Obstructed view. Have it on the ticket. And it's a discounted price. Get people in the arena. You want to have the numbers inflated as much as you can with that attendance. If people don't care about you know watching it that way and want to see it on the screen, as long as you're in the room where it happened, just do it. Sell the tickets. Who cares? But you, but know that you can't go up to like customer service and listen. I, I gotta switch these out. These are terrible. And like, no, you bought them. Caveat emptor, my friend. It should come. I would say pay full price, but it should come with like a package of some sorts, like I say, a meet and greet or some shit. I just pay, just just discount that ticket. Just discount it. Get it. Get it out. Sell it, and you're still in the room, <laughs> and you can look around the pillar and see what's what else is going on, or. Look up at the screen and just know that something's going on on the other side of that pillar. Or or you can do like a lot of self-respecting wrestling fans also do that don't want to, you know, take a day out of their work day. You can just watch it at home. Just watch it at home. That's fine. Listen, if you can't be in the actual building, some, like some people. Just I don't know something funny. It's looking it. like I am taking off for, for night one, but I'm still probably not going to kill. I just don't understand you. I just don't understand. You you would think I'm a complicated man. You are. It, it doesn't make sense. I, I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of asking. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. You've never been to a WWE event, and you you think that it's right down the hill from you here. It's a two hour hill. You can get down to Philly. Get a long a, hill. Get two a, hours both ways in the snow. In the snow uphill. Right. And go there. Save you. Your first WWE event was a WrestleMania, and then head on back. Doesn't make sense. You have your reasons. You have your reasons. Uh, I'm not going to even delve into it. Not that I don't care. Again. I just, again, I'm, t- I'm tired of asking. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, WWE Tag Team Champions Judgment Day taking on the New Catch Republic. Uh, again, banger of a match with Dirty Dom getting involved and him introducing the team and uh, uh, just all kinds of shenanigans brought down by Condom and done in bait. I do like the Tyler Bates. Uh, airplane swing it's getting it's getting over way over um but i like when taylor tyler taylor tyler bait launches off the ropes with his shoulders he's a big small boy he it's the perfect way to put it they are big strong boys big strong small boys yeah yeah i mean you don't gotta call them small i mean i'm small maybe okay (laughs) bet they're taller than you you can go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, Bates. shake it off, asshole. Tyler Bate is 5'7", dick. And you? 5'7", dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Dick. My bad. Yeah, you should be dickish. Uh, let's see. Pete 
Dunn has to be like the same height. PB five ten. Dunn is not five ten. He is Pete Dunn, the actor, sixty eight years old. No, it's not him. Uh, born nineteen ninety three. He is That's right thirty years of age at five ten. Ship. And thank you guys for watching the Sons of Slam Pod, listening to the Sons of Slam Podcast. You can edit that right there. The Sons of Slam Podcast. No, that was started over. Fuck it. I fucked it up. That's why you're better. That's why they pay you the big bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I was right, though. That's all I give a shit about. I don't know if you just heard me just play the outro. I just played it over. I did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did actually hear that one. Anyway, uh, moving on. So we still have our our champions in Judgment Day. We had the. the uh Grayson Waller effect. Um uh, uh uh yeah. We had the Grayson Waller effect uh with Cody Rhodes and Seth Freakin Rollins and with Austin Theory is out there as well and Austin Theory doing the whole rock uh gimmick nonsense. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Uh Cody Rhodes challenging the rock to a match. Huh? 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 Mania? Who knows? I, I love I just love that there's like again, as you said, I love the possibility of nobody knows and if they tell you that they know, they're full of shit. Nobody knows. I don't know if I love that possibility. Though. I do. I think it's. I think the guessing is great. Here's why I love it because you had a match that, like as we just mentioned, every single match was so predictable that if I can have something that's on the total opposite end of the spectrum, where I have absolutely no fucking idea what's going on, other than you've said right now, you've said we have Rhea Ripley against Becky, we have Seth Rollins against Drew McIntyre, we have Cody Rhodes taking on Roman Reigns. Those matches have been set. Those matches have been set. Yep. What? There's one more. Go on. Bailey and Eos. Oh, ba- right. The, the first match. Yes. How dare Come I? On. Don't ever forget about my Niners fans ever again. How dare, how dare I, you? How dare I not show respect to Bailey after I just said last week? Put some respect on your name. Yes. The first God match. Right. The first match made for the card. Uh, Bailey, Bailey and Eos guy. Um. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say is that I don't. I, I like the idea of of right now the guessing game. But we'll see what happens. Depending on how it ends up, people might might still not be happy about it. Everybody's gonna st- bitch and moan about something. But we'll see what happens. Cody Rhodes. Guys, they tell you on every ticket card subject to change. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Anything is possible. <laughs> Seth Rollins saying that he is clear for us to wrestle. And uh, yeah, comes comes to uh, Cody's aid. He said, "I'll be your shield." And you know, curb stomps uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, was it Grayson Waller or was it uh, it was Austin, Austin Theory. Theory? Austin Theory, excuse me. And yeah. uh, we just you know, close out that segment. We get into the men's uh, chamber, which uh, everybody getting shown before the Grayson Waller effect of working out and stretching before <laughs> before the match. Uh, Drew McIntyre and. Uh, 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 LA Knight, uh, you know, starting things off, um, because they just, yeah, had, they just had their match on, uh, on Smacky Downies. Um, Randy Orton, uh, pulling the, uh, the whole back situation. Is he legitimately, legitimately hurt? I don't know. Ask, uh, Hangman Adam Page if that works. Uh, Kevin Owens wrecking shop, Bobby Lashley getting out early. Uh, I did like the Logan Paul, uh, uh, thing with the marker and him, <laughs> him writing out kevin owens and he had then, a microphone with him too and i love the whole I, I think they should do that more i think people should have a microphone in the pod and then him drawing kevin owens and this is the actual <laughs> to scale and he's him with the arrow and then 
and then Kevin Owens just absolutely wrecks him in the actual pod and just slams his head repeatedly into that same piece of glass or uh, plastic. no one is giving logan the credit that he deserves he perfectly wrote out kevin sucks backwards backwards, backwards. <laughs> and it was fully legible not like a fucking fourth grader wrote it well, they probably got good handwriting first grader wrote it. first grader there you go <laughs> um so no randy winning kevin owens not winning ended up being uh drew mcintyre Randy Orton, and uh, who's last there? Logan. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't last. He got he got eliminated. He took out Orton, right? Right, but then entered the record breaking his his ninth elimination chamber. No, because um, Orton's time in the chamber. Orton took out Logan. Logan rolled out of the ring, and then it went to, um. Logan was walking out, and he turned back and knocked Randy out. So Lashley was and then eliminated. Drew pick up the win. Yes. Okay. So Lashley was eliminated first. Uh, who who flies? You know, twenty hours to absolutely wreck people. AJ Styles. Um, he doesn't get enough credit either. So give that man a match uh, against LA Knight uh, at WrestleMania. He absolutely wrecked LA Knight. He got eliminated. Um, with a Styles clash, uh, McIntyre pin Knight. Uh, Orton eliminated uh, Kevin Owens uh, and Paul and Logan Paul, so it was it was Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton as the last two, and then right from the crotch, we got the brass knucks from Logan Paul, uh, knocking out Randy Orton and doing the the whole again they they perfected the the close up camera shot where you can't see anybody <laughs> until they come out of nowhere and you get the RKO on Logan Paul, the brass knucks on Randy Orton, and. Drew McIntyre, ever the heelish opportunist now. I I, I love his McIntyre is the heel that is just so like diabolical in the way he's doing things now. Just like he's playing like the face and being like all coy and like respectful. We've seen this before. Oh, from him? No. Just in general. Oh, no, no. We've, we've sorry, seen this gimmick before. I I didn't say it was, it was original. I'm just saying it's it, I like how he's pulling it off. And he speaking of uh, predictable. We're going to have a new champion. That would just—I mean, this is not news to anybody. I'm sure Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I believe we'll, we'll Damian Priest. Not be Damian Priest. It will be Drew McIntyre. Why? Because it'll be Drew McIntyre taking his his spot as as the champion that he he we should have or should have had during COVID. He'll get his another his his run again. You're saying you're saying Damian Priest will will cash in. Yep. Okay. I'm not talking heist of the century. I'm talking they're going to go to war. Drew and Seth. Mm -hmm. And Seth is going to be beaten and battered after he beats fucking Drew McIntyre. And then Damien's going to come Damien's in and cash in. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. That'll be fun to watch. And then I, I'll have to hear you, you know, crowing about how you were right. And then I got to play this. Oh, Bitch, you guessed it. I love it. It's like what I imagine. You right. right into your events. It's what you imagine what? Oh, man. I'm really glad it didn't come over the microphone. It's like uh, it's like what I imagined smoking crack was for the first time. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, imagine, sure. Uh, I, will, I will look right in the camera right now. I, I have never in my life smoked not, crack. I have not smoked crack with that prostitute. I have not smoked crack with that prostitute. With that, I one. just shoved a cigar up her hooter. Hooter. 
<laughs> it was consensual. Uh, and then we had the the main event, uh, which was not the men's elimination chamber. It was Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy's own Rhea Ripley oi, taking on oi, oi. taking on the Nia Jax, Nia Jax, Nia Jax for the women's world championship. Um, and she got the love of everybody, and she got the love of me too. Because thank, I want to applaud Nia Jax for having the move of the night when she basically put her her knee in Rhea's neck and stretched out her leg, and just the they call that a stretch muffler. Okay, the, the, you're a wrestling fan; you should know this by now. I, it's not just a hot a hot move that a lady does, and it accentuates the other girl's ass because the wardrobe mount. I don't the give, department didn't I, get her ass cheeks. Their uh, dimensions correct at one at an hour and forty three minutes and thirty two seconds. Let the record state: I don't give a flying fuck what it's called. It was just the most glorious move I've ever seen in my entire life. So wonderful. <laughs> It's just the best way I can put it. I saw Real walk out, and I go, "This is gonna be a good match." Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> and not only that, but your family's watching this this as well. That's just all kind of creepy. But good for you in that that outfit, because man, oh man! And the the spot of the night, though, I thought, which was just pa- all kinds of painful, was that Nia did the, the fireman's carry with Rhea on the table, which did not break initially, and then. God love the the manufacturers of that chair that she stood on because that thing stood st- stood firm and while she jumped off of it and gave her an elbow on the table to break it. That Australia c- is very well known for their office uh, supply, <laughs> office chair supply. Uh, uh, chair. You I, get it. I, Fuck. I, I, damn, damn it. it. <laughs> I fucked it up. All right. oh, yeah, cut man. that one out. Yeah, that's okay. all right. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> that's, that's staying right there. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, you guys get all my bombs. All I don't cut nothing the bombs. Out. Uh, yeah, that that could have that could have gone a wildly different way had she not uh, had that chair not not stayed there and it rolled out <laughs> with the wheels underneath her. That could have gone a, a totally different way. Oh, that would have um, been my whole adjacent a hundred percent. Oh my god, you were she about it. that. She she had that that well, she didn't say it, but she had that moment and uh. But the entire fucking crowd was chanting it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was great. The entire she fell right on her ass. And she, the entire crowd goes, my hope, my hope, my hope. <laughs> she went, looks like she wanted to say it, but she didn't. It's one thing I will give any crowd that, any crowd of a place that is either currently or at one point was owned and operated under <laughs> British rule, those crowds are wonderful. Yes. London, Perth. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's all I Rhodesia there we go that was another one all right I was trying to think of the old British Empire I was like where are you going with that all right fair enough um and Rio South Rio, Africa Rio with all the, right go on Rio with the win on that one and uh and she just uh, you know goes nuts with the crowd and and takes the whole thing in I, I was very happy for her she looked very happy uh being the face there obviously um but another, is she still a face uh I mean here no yeah, like I, that's what I don't get. No, I mean she's she's with Dirty Dom and she's a heel. But is she? I feel like there's a swerve. or is she an in betweener? I mean she's an in betweener, but she's playing a heel. I feel like there's some sort of swerve that's going to happen with her and Judgment Day. Like I thought it was, I always thought it was Damian Priest. I think it's I think it's Rhea Ripley. I think at some point she'll be the one to uh, get outed. And and uh, turn face. Yeah, because the rest of them are going to be a heel. Right. They're going to be. It's a heel faction. Correct. 
That is all kinds of correct. I, I want to know you what though. I want to know the story that would have to come out for Dominic to be a face. Like what would have to happen for him to get absolutely like annihilated so much that people are like, you know what? I like him now. I'll tell I'll tell you exactly what has to happen. Hmm. Dom Mysterio has to be like a nomad. He just has to be a loner. He has to say nobody wants to have oh like he just has to. But he's so hated. nobody wants to nobody wants to give me a hand. Nobody wants to do this this and this and that. I'm just gonna do everything by myself. He's so hated though that even if like Judgment Day like turned on him and kicked his ass, normally for other people that would be like the face turn that he needs. He's so hated that it would be like they would cheer Judgment Day on because of that. I'll tell you what though, you put him. All right, here's early WrestleMania booking. Sure, although it's not really early anymore, I guess. No. Match I want to see at WrestleMania. I mean, it can still happen. Still, still booking. Andrade versus Dominic Mysterio. Hair versus hair. <laughs> okay. Okay. The gimmick match, sure. Dom's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Dom's going to shave that mullet. <sighs> All of it. The glorious, glorious mullet. Just a straight up. He's going to go straight up Latin vato. Like he's going to. He's going to go full balls to the wall into it. Mm. Get the get the fucking checkered polos out. Pin only one button at the top. Get them high white. Get them knee high Nike socks. Vatos locos forever. Forever, man. <laughs> you have him do that, mm. and then you have Rhea leave him. Then you have the judgment they turn on him. Then you just have Dom like in the background just sulking. Oh, then eventually, this is how Dom turns face. Eventually. His father sees him backstage. Um, Mijo, what happened? <sighs> What's wrong? What happened to you? You know, you were doing so good, blah, blah, blah. Then those guys got in your head and this and this and that. Leave me alone, Dad. Exactly. Exactly. Leave me alone. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I mean, you can't say fuck. I don't want to talk to you. And he walks away. Boo. I mean, the Rock could say it. Yeah. He comes back. Ray Mysterio comes back. Come on. Nobody's on your side anymore. Blah, 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 blah. You can come back home. Oh, that one line right there from Rey Mysterio would turn him f- fucking babyface. 100%. Right. See, I asked and you you gave me a very solid. And then at the very end of all that, scenario. Dominic turns heel and he's a big, even bigger <laughs> heel than he was before. And then he has to be a champion of something. Oh, yeah. That can't just be like he NXT, will be NXT, intercontinental champion at that time. NXT North American champion. Like you have to be like a like a real champ at that point. Like to. To get damn dude the disrespect to the nxt north american champion I, I i said it i said it ever since keith lee lost it, it it's been it's been ever no ever since keith lee won it to become a double champ that's when it went downhill uh you know what yeah okay i, I will agree with that yeah basically just drop that shit quick <laughs> it's like i'm, I'm done with this mm-hmm. oh adam man. cole really made that championship uh okay fair enough. Uh, at first dominic mysterio really made that championship <laughs> That's why they called the the workhorse championship. Is there anything else? What did you think of the PLA? What did what did you think overall? I enjoyed it because even though it was quite possibly the most predictable premium live event that I've seen in a very long time, mm-hmm. it further it, it furthered the storylines in a way that I didn't see. Like I didn't see that the, there's going to be a Logan Paul and, and, and Randy Orton storyline going forward. Sure. Like that's uh, people forget. And this was said on Logan's podcast with, with Randy, 
Logan, like one of his first big viral videos was him RKOing a guy in a pool. Mm-hmm. So that's like one of the biggest callbacks you can have. I wouldn't mind seeing that at WrestleMania. I do think they're going to have it. That triple threat would be great if they get Logan Paul, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah. And then if we can get Gunter to take on Sami Zayn uh, for the belt, for the IC belt. Um, oh, because he's not taking on Redacted this year? <laughs> was he supposed to take on Redacted? No, he wasn't. Yeah, I think that was the whole thing. It was Dominic. That whole spot, yeah, it was supposed to be It was supposed to be Gunther. And, and... I thought it was Dominic. What? I, I thought Dominic and Redacted were supposed to... <laughs> Fight. Was it? Yeah, it was supposed to be. I thought it was Gunther and Redacted. No, I, no, I, <laughs> I love this gimmick so much. From what I, <laughs> I love this. From what I, I read from bit. from multiple sources, it was supposed to be Dominic was supposed to throw out Redacted from the Royal Rumble, and that was supposed to lead to the the match. It, again, that's why CM Punk all really? all this got screwed up because of CM Punk, and then also all got screwed up because of the sexual allegations. Is because that match was was supposed to happen. The CM Punk and Rollins match was supposed to happen, and. Drew McIntyre should be thanking his lucky stars that CM Punk tore his arm because then he was able to take that spot at Mania. Like a whole that's... should be Dom Mysterio versus Seth Rollins at Mania. That's what should happen. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was. I always thought it was Have Gunther was supposed to take on Redacted. No, I don't, I, I've always heard it was it was Condom versus Redacted. That would have been awesome. That would have been being Chris Benoit versus fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Benoit versus Brock Lesnar. Redacted versus Redacted. That'd be amazing. Damn, dude. Redacted versus Redacted. That's crazy. That's a wild match. It's crazy. Because you want to know something? No matter what, Redacted wins. <laughs> I bet Redacted. Oh, I'm throwing all my money on Redacted. <laughs> all of my money on Redacted. All of it. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we close this long-ass show up? This is what happens when I'm we miss done. a week. We miss a week, we I'm miss done. a lot. Talked about a lot of shit. I'm done. I'm sore, and I want to go to bed. Uh, and I have to pee. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for sticking around. If you made it to the end, we are here. Tell your friends. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Hit us up on Twitter at Sons of Slam Show. If you're good, I'm good. We're all good. Another PLE in the books on the road to WrestleMania. Sir, have an amazing rest of your week. We'll talk about it next week. But congratulations to Sting on his last match coming up this Sunday. Absolutely. Congrats, Sting. The Sons of Slam podcast.